0: It is a first down and 10 at the 33 of the T-Birds. Right hash. Little stretch handoff here, and Borsa with a juke and a jive. And Borsa up to the races. 10, 5, what a run! Kyle Borsa! And the Rams have the lead. That was a nifty move in the hole. And the redemption continues. Outstanding run. Couple of jukes, and then that speed again by Borsa. Just hitting that hole hard all the way to the end zone. Great job by that O-line. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. And I really appreciate you checking out this podcast, which is into its fourth year. You know me, I love the game of football, especially the grassroots level here in Saskatchewan. And if you like what you hear, please give us a Google review and share the podcast. My mission is to get our kids more exposure. We should be looking to highlight and promote Canadian talent in the game of football. The three-down game of football. To that end, I'm working on a Top 50 Canwest YouTube TV show. Look for that later in the spring or early summer. This podcast is coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Studio. Respect the effort. Join today at ReginaSports.ca. All our guests come to you on the Hammer Time Roofing hotline. Hammer Time Roofing is Saskatoon's only certainty five-star roofing contractor that's backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Give them a call at 306-262-ROOF. Thanks to my other sponsors, Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his wonderful work at MarkGreshner.com. Go see Chris Cinda at Face First Medical Aesthetics in downtown Regina, above Gables on Duney Avenue. You want to beat back Father Time in a naturally looking way? She'll help you out big time. She's slowly gaining steam in this city. Her name is uh, really synonymous with beauty. Face First Medical Aesthetics. Paul Waldo at Royal Page in Regina getting the real estate game with the three-time Great Cup champ. Give him a call 306-502-53. Five, five. Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn, 306-842-2406, the number to call for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance. The Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation, our good buddy John Ryan, the rider, punter, only Saskatchewan-born player to win a Super Bowl, giving back to his community and this podcast. And you want to talk about guys giving back to their community, it's Murad el Katib over there at AGT Food. AGT Food and Ingredients, one of the largest suppliers of value-added pulses, staple foods, and food ingredients in the world a great saskatchewan success story speaking of success stories how about this guy in our homegrown segment for agt foods it's kyle borsa he ran faster than my car moves man outstanding effort in the virtual combine as we head out in the hammer time roofing hotline and we're coming to you from the Regina sports performance center studios. Go check them out over there on Broadway Avenue. I know our next guest has been out there as we head out in the hammer time roofing hotline. That would be Kyle Borsa of your Regina Rams doing a virtual combine. I just had mentioned it. You ran faster than my car, dude, like four, three, seven, four, three, eight. Now we want to point out it's unofficial, but you have to be pretty happy with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it's a, I know how, how fast that number is. I'm not naive. Um, be honest i wasn't expecting to see that number on the walk back but um yeah like uh unofficial is an important word i'd say but it's definitely in that ballpark
0: yeah so 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 kyle that's the thing it's virtual so does that bring with it a little bit of skepticism meaning that the scouts aren't there timing themselves seeing it in an actual combine with their own eyeballs you know what i mean
1: yeah for sure like it's not as regulated as it usually is and uh i mean i i I'm confident that our coaches, know, like our coaches, know what they're doing. So, like, I'm not worried about that part. But, uh, yeah, I know it would have been nice to do it in front of some CFL scouts and then um, could have compared it to people that were other athletes that are getting looked at by coaches around the league. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it would have been nice in that sense. But uh, either way, I had a good day. So,
0: yeah. So you threw up 225, I believe, 22 times. Is that right? Yeah. Was that correct. what you was that was that what you thought you'd do?
1: Yeah, I was hoping I've done twenty two before, so I've, I was kind of hoping to squeeze another one or two more reps. But um, I'm satisfied with twenty two.
0: So. And, and then what was it? Ten three in the broad jump. Yeah, ten foot three in the broad. And how does that compare? Like, is that a pretty good? Is that a pretty good number? I wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, anything over ten is a solid number. It's it just shows that you're explosive and
0: yeah yeah no, I had talked I forget who I talked to recently oh Robbie Lowes and Robbie said he didn't know about the vertical because he didn't know if they'd uh, really care about that because guys can cheat in the vertical. I'm not suggesting that you you're cheating, but did you do a did you do a vertical too?
1: yeah, I did a vertical. I end up with a thirty five mm-hmm. um like I can jump and I'm explosive <laughs> yeah, and yeah. even it even if my whatever shoulder blade wasn't extended fully like whatever it's yeah. it's gonna be in the mid low 30s anyway, so.
0: I would think the the testing is whatever it's what you do on the football field, but I would think for a guy like you who hasn't played in a very long time, this did this well. I'll ask you: Did it bring you some extra gratification?
1: Um. Uh, yeah, it really has. Like, my phone's been blowing phone up since it happened, and um, I've had people messaging me from that I don't even know, and stuff's kind of stuff's kind of crazy in my life right now. So, um, it's definitely put my name out there quite a bit which is nice, but, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just see what happens, I suppose, in the
0: future. Come on, dude. You're in your basement. You're marking off the days of your, your suspension. You're marking off how far you've been away from football and how close you are to returning to football. I know that because you told me it kind of had a whiteboard. So you can't tell me that it, it isn't – like, it is cool to have people texting you, but the, the validation of all the off-season work with Chi-Chi in the garage and all those weird workouts you're doing and all that stuff, I mean – Yes, it's, it's testing, and you don't line up across from a guy and say, hey, better watch out, I run a 4-3-7. Uh, but, but for you, I would think it's a, it adds a little more importance.
1: Yeah, like, um, so much with me and, and football has been mostly negative in, um, lately. So it's nice to have uh, some good things attached to your name with the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I, I've, like, I've worked so hard, man, in the last two, three years. Like, this isn't something that, I showed up to and got lucky and had a good day. Like, no, I've been training for this for years. And like, I knew ever since I was suspended that one day I'm going to have to run a fast 40 and I've been training for, for that since 2018 I mean, it, it paid dividends, obviously.
0: So. Well, I know of a I know of a freshman in North Dakota that's looked up to you since grade nine in Riffle, and he was he's he uh, sent me a text on uh, whatever day it was when he did this. He's holy shit! Did you see what Borsa did? So he's pretty uh, he's pretty excited for you. So that's good. Do you think it's turned some heads in terms of uh, maybe putting you on the map, not only in the CFL but maybe some NFL guys are go, whoa, 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 what's going on here? We gotta we gotta look to this guy.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think so. I haven't uh, heard too, too much yet. Um, But I I know that I tested pretty well. So I think it definitely should kind of up my stocks a bit in in CFL drafts, at least in terms of NFL, man. I have no idea. That is not my like, (laughs) that is not my forte. That's That's nothing I ever really can even considered. So um, who knows, like, even if NFL scouts are talking about it, like, even that in itself is, like, wow.
0: So do you, do, you, do you favor this? Like, do you think this worked out in your favor doing it virtually? In terms of, like, if I think it was
1: better to do it virtually, for me, I don't think that. I think I would have tested really, you know this, I would have tested well mm-hmm. regardless. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would have rather have done it, like, regulated with everybody there to kind of see and then I can prove it that way.
0: Yeah. I think, I, I really do believe that Kyle. I think that this is like, I, I think it adds to the mystery of who you are as a player. Cause you haven't played in a while. And the fact that you don't have a lot of tape as much as you should have, I guess it adds to the mystery of, gee, we got, we maybe should pay attention a little bit to this guy.
1: So I'll be, uh, I'll be doing the positional drills and like catching and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, coming up in another week or two here. So I'll be able to showcase that stuff. And, uh, yeah, man. Like, I haven't played in, in since 2018, and that's the last tape they're going to see me. And I would really just like to put the point out there that the person they're seeing in the latest tape of me is not even what I am now. Like, I'm 20 pounds heavier. I'm way more confident, way faster, way stronger, clearly. And, like, I, I would just love to get that point across. And yeah. um, so, really, it, it's a big wild card in taking me, and I understand that. But I think the, the ceiling for me is just higher than people think.
0: No, for sure. And so, what's the process now? You have a couple of, uh, you have a week or so, and then you start doing, like you said, these drills, and when do the interviews uh, happen?
1: Well, I had a, I had Toronto shoot me a message yesterday, so I have an interview do that I'm doing with them on the 31st. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. They kind of contact you on your own for the interviews. I don't really know when, mm-hmm. uh, when or who's going to be messaging me about that, but... Yeah, I'll do the positional stuff next week we'll put the tape together we'll send it out and then we'll just see what happens
0: yeah no cool so how do you feel about uh, and I've asked every guy this now with this XFL CFL thing and you know uh, Canadian content I'm a big advocate that's why I do this thing you gotta you gotta protect and promote Canadian talent because we don't we can't compete with the resources south of the border so we got to do everything we can to protect and promote our Canadian jobs how do you feel about a guy about to go into the draft process and the fact the CFL is looking at the XFL and there's so much talk and maybe change in our game and who knows about the ratio nothing is set in stone maybe nothing comes of it but from your perspective how do you feel
1: i mean i yeah i don't know i i love the canadian game um i would like to see it to see it stay the way it is um but that's not really up to me uh i don't know much about the xfl i know it's they got some weird quirks to the game and stuff so um me personally i would like to see canadian football stay the way it is and hopefully we can get by doing it but uh Unfortunately, that isn't my yeah. thing to say.
0: You, you'll line up against anybody in any league. I get it. So, um, you, you talk about the Argos reaching out to you and you're going to be doing some Zoom interviews and like I said uh, to you earlier last week when I interviewed you for the Top 50 show I'm working on, you've really matured. It comes with age. You're, you're better with the media uh, so you'll be a better talker. But have you practiced with like an agent or anything on, on scenarios and questions that they might ask you or anything like that? Uh,
1: no, like Obviously, Robbie's dad uh, is—he does this in the NHL for the Golden Knights. And honestly, his best advice is just go in there, be yourself. They don't want—they don't want to see you get give scripted answers. They want you to to speak to them like a normal person, right? So Mm. I'm gonna go in. Like I'll go in there, I'll be myself. I'm gonna give the honest truth about everything. And um, if they like me, great. If if they don't, then. That sucks. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So, last question. We've talked about this before, but I'm a I'm a GM. I'm John Huffnagel for the Calgary Stampeders, and I'm asking Kyle Borsa. Borsa, tell me about your suspension. What went on there? How are you going to answer that? Because that's going to come up every interview.
1: Absolutely. And just go on to say, um, you know, I I made some. I was young. I made some mistakes. I went took a bought a pre-workout supplement from over-the-counter store and um, was taking it for a little extra boost to kind of get through my workouts and get to practice stuff like that. And it turned out to be a bad substance in there. Um, then I just go on to say, like, what I learned from it, how I've grown as a person and uh, all that stuff and how it's going to make me better as a football player. Mm-hmm.
0: So let me ask you the last question. How, how is it going to make you better? How will you be better because of what you've gone through so far? Missing the game, COVID, all this stuff.
1: I think, I think it makes me better because mental toughness is so important. When you're at that at this level of football in professional football, your your mental how mentally tough you are is gonna is gonna determine where you go in some sense. So I think being able to overcome adversity and control your brain when it's telling you to do things like when I got suspended, a good part of my brain was telling me for a long time like maybe football isn't for you, like maybe it's time to move on, maybe this is a sign. But I never gave into that, and um, I just kept to true, true to myself. I um, I knew what I wanted in life, and football was something that I wanted for forever. So I just kept my nose down. I pushed through it. I worked harder than ever, and uh, I'm hoping that's going to turn out in my favor in in the end. Here, so um, that'd be something that I would I would tell.
0: Kyle, uh, I've always joked you can't run away from your problems, but it looks like you almost can. That's an awesome forty, man. Thanks <laughs> for this. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing uh, how the draft shakes down for you, my man. You deserve it. Thanks. For sure. Thanks for having me on again. And let's stay out on the Hammer Time Roofing hotline here. Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon. Check those guys out. Call 306-262-ROOF. Thanks to Kevin Welsh and the gang for getting on board with this podcast. One of our regular listeners is Ben Garrow. I know your brother Ken, so uh, if you're anything like your brother Ken, you're a good dude. So it's uh, happy to talk to you for the first time, buddy.
2: Well, thank you. Thanks for calling.
0: Now, you and I have been going back and forth on... um, on facebook talking about various ways to save the cfl because we both love the cfl i'm a real advocate of making sure we don't leave any stone unturned as it relates to preserving our game. I know there's talks with the XFL, but you sent me this big, long, and I really appreciated it, but a big, long uh, note about how you would fix the league. So let's talk about that because you used to make sure you'd go to, uh, you've been to a Riders-Argos game before in Toronto, and I think you you said you had NFL season tickets, and you dumped your tickets so you could go to every Rider road game in, 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 in the various stadiums. Tell us about that story first.
2: Well, actually, so I had NFL season tickets for five years. Okay. And uh, when they built a new stadium in Regina, I wanted to upgrade my, my season tickets. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to, you know, we've been to a couple of NFL games in, in different stadiums. And I'm like, man, I need to go and see the stadiums in Canada. So we started with Toronto. And we've been to Winnipeg and Calgary also. Mm-hmm. And then kind of COVID happened. So yeah, yeah. we're going to pick it up again after, you know, after that's done.
0: So let me stop you. The big uh, elephant in the CFL room are the three big centers. Montreal, which is new ownership. BC, which is looking for ownership. And Toronto, which has good, solid ownership with MLSE, but nobody goes to the games. What did you th- What did you make of the stadium, the surroundings? Could something good happen there?
2: Oh, yeah. I think there's lots of opportunity there. You know, we we went and walked around Toronto earlier in the day because it was like a 4 o'clock start. Mm-hmm. So we put our rider jerseys on and walked around Toronto and just went to, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. And uh, people would come up to us and go, are you from Saskatchewan? And, you know, everybody, they were fascinated. Everybody had a Saskatchewan story. They wanted to talk to us. And they were like, is there a game today? And nobody knew there was a game that day
0: that's sad and
2: you know I mean right there is a bit of an issue right mm-hmm. and and that day the Leafs were playing their home opener and uh the Blue Jays were in the playoffs
0: Wow, that's tough that's tough it is tough I mean you're like in Saskatchewan as you know Ben we are we are um. We're the only game in town. The Riders are the only game in town professionally, so they don't have the challenges these other teams do right across the CFL. But you brought up a good point. Like, Here's the demo we're trying to get. We're trying to get 18 to 34. We're not trying to attract me and you because we're already attracted. We're trying to get the 18 to 34-year-olds, but you raised a good point. We can't do it the same way the NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB does it. Kind of expand on that.
2: Well, because honestly... Because they're dealing with leagues where the very, very best players are playing. And we're, you know, as CFL fans, we recognize that. But we also recognize, I think, that we've got a better game. And it is a better game to watch, especially live. And you've got to be able to get people to those games to experience it, to appreciate what, you know, what they actually have there. And I don't know that you can go right directly at the 18 to 34s and expect to turn them into fans. I think you've got to go a little earlier than that.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And and here's the thing, too, though. You're right. If we give away our game, which I think is the key, if we give away our history, our traditions, our rules, our ratio, all that stuff, if we just give it away, we're just another da- another watered-down, four-down league that won't survive. I, I just, I'm very concerned about chasing the immediate financial uh, rescue for the long-term damage.
2: I think there's lots of potential to do something with what we've got right now. You know, um, You know, when we were in Toronto, I was looking. There was 15,000 people there, 10,000 empty seats. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, man, why aren't there a bunch of young families here? Because earlier in the day, we had stopped by ACC, right? We, mm-hmm. we thought, well, eh, maybe we'll get some lease tickets and we'll catch the middle of the first period, you know, after the game is done. Would just run over there,
0: right? Well,
2: it was four hundred and forty dollars a ticket, right? Yeah. Or and so three tickets, you're talking over twelve hundred bucks, and uh, and you can't even sit together. And yep. I'm thinking, man, you could market this, market the Argos to young families, make it affordable. You know, if you get, you know, a family of four in there uh, uh, for. 120 to 160 bucks, let's say 30 to 40 dollars ahead, right? On average, you know, and uh, and and you fill up those 10,000 seats. Well, now you're talking about three or four hundred thousand dollars a game, three to four million dollars a season.
0: That's pretty good, I think. No, that'd be really good. And and you raised a good point in this long note, and you can expand on it too. On, on this is that family friendly means menus, means activities, means meet and greets. There's a, there's a way to attack this.
2: Oh, absolutely, like. At, in that stadium at BMO, uh, you could section off like big sections of, of let's say the 30 yard line to the goal line, and in there you change the menu. You put kid friendly menus. Maybe you up your bathrooms. Maybe you got to bring some of those porta potties that they used to have. Um, Uh, you know, at... uh, In the rookie
0: section. In the rookie section at Mosaic, the old Mosaic, old Taylor Field. There you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and so you've catered to those people. Make it comfortable so that when the kids go to the bathroom, and kids go to the bathroom a lot, (laughs) you know, (laughs) um, they're not... You know, in with a bunch of adults, and maybe they're drunk, and you know that kind of yeah. stuff, right?
0: Yeah, I also think we don't do a good enough job of promoting. You start, you you talk about uh, starting from uh, you know at a younger age. Like we don't promote like Kyle Borsa of Regina, who we just heard on this podcast just before you came on here, four three eight in the forty yard dash. Like that's a uh, that's NFL like. And I know uh, you had I saw another one of your posts saying, "Hey, that's Adrian Peterson like numbers." He does have Adrian Peterson like numbers. Is he Adrian Peterson? I don't want to say suggest that but we've got stars in our own backyard that people don't go watch because we don't really promote them the media does a terrible job of it nobody seems to care we don't create stories we know when we're having our global combine we don't know when our cfl our cfl combine is there are a lot of things that we have dropped the ball on here and it's almost like we haven't tried but let's just abandon it all and just chase uh chase a four down league
2: well, I think that's a good point. We haven't really tried, you know. Like, if you got if you got kids going to a Ryder game or an article game, right? Um, they're they're in their minds. They're they're kind of setting up their mm-hmm. heroes in mm-hmm. their life, right? So now they want to be a football player, right? And if you get if you get kids wanting to be football players at seven or eight or nine years old, right, that's great because when they're fourteen and fifteen and sixteen years old. They're playing football, especially if you have some, you know, that's the other thing I would do is make sure that you've got minor football kiosks there so that when the kid goes, Dad, I want to play football, you can go and talk to somebody right away.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Ben, when did, uh, like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking you?
2: I am 56.
0: 56 years old. So you're a little older than me, but so who, when you were like, usually who you like at eight or nine is who you like. So like, who was your favorite hockey team when you were eight or nine?
2: Uh, Montreal Canadiens. So
0: it still is. Uh, who is your favorite uh, Who is your favorite football player at eight or nine?
2: Oh, I had two. It was George Reed and Ronnie Lancaster. There
0: you go. Two Americans. And, and you and I aren't anti-American. Let's make that clear. I've always said no. that. I love American players. They have a spot in the game. But let's not just blow at our Canadians. Like, we need to protect our Canadians and promote our Canadians. But... You became a fan at seven and eight, and carried that over a lifetime. I think that's a good point. We don't start making fans at 18; we make them at seven and eight. That's why it was really troubling to me about three years ago when the CFL abandoned their sponsorship of the Fall Flag Football League here in Regina. I know they did. I don't know if they did it across Canada, but in Regina, they abandoned their Flag Football League. The NFL just scooped it up, so they've got the spring and the flag. Like, don't we want kids running around pretending they're Shaq Evans as opposed to I I, I don't know, uh, uh, Larry Fit? It's Gerald, even though he's a good dude. Like, we want, we want them to think they're Canadian Football League stars.
2: Absolutely. You know, when I was a kid, you know, when we went to punt, I was Bob Macariti, you know? <laughs> if I was a receiver, I was Rhett Doss. You know, yeah. like, he, yeah. my heroes were Saskatchewan Roughriders.
0: riders Yeah, no, absolutely.
2: And, and when the, and when Ottawa won the Grey Cup, I was 11 years old. Man, I balled, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, it, and it made me a tougher fan. And uh, good thing it made me a tougher fan because the next twelve years were no picnic. But yeah. you know, uh, it just it ingrained ingrains it in you, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I just like like you've said, Ben. I don't think we have. Uh we have explored enough uh, of this uh, and done it the right way in Canada to make it a, a Canada-only o- solution. So uh, lastly, how concerned are you about the future of the CFL? First of all, getting on the field and B, going forward with maybe a venture between the XFL CFL. And do you think there's anything there?
2: Well, I, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to keep my mind open mm-hmm. <laughs> for the XFL-CFL thing. Um You've got a really big company involved with uh, Redbird. I heard they're like a $4 billion um, media company. Right. So that's nothing to sneeze at, and we should be talking to them, or the league should be talking to them, right? I agree. Um, The CFL itself, man, I am, you know what, I am concerned about it. I'm worried. I want to make sure that the Rough Riders survive because, really, at the end of the day, for me, it's about the Rough Riders, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I am a huge CFL fan. I will sit and watch all four games in the weekend, but I am a Rough Rider fan, and I'll go where the Rough Riders go. But uh, I'm really hoping that's three down football on a big field.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate yeah. this. I appreciate you listening. Tell all your friends and family because that's how we keep the game alive. Thanks, uh, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Where
2: there's sports,
0: there's ballsy. Time for ballsy's sports shorts. Maybe big news for the CFL on two fronts. The Canadian government has changed the rules so that NHL players coming into Canada from the US via trade only have to quarantine for seven days now. The same rules you think would apply to American CFL players. And the CFL's dreams of a single-game sports betting situation just got one step closer to reality, passing through the Standing Committee on Justice and Human Rights. The bill is now scheduled to progress to third reading in the House of Commons. That's the final step before approval. If passed, it could be a huge windfall if the CFL gets a cut and also sets up sponsorship deals down the line. And who knows what it means if the XFL is involved. The NBA trade deadline was Thursday, and the hottest commodity was Gary. All of them. Every active player named Gary was traded. There are three. Gary Trent Jr. of the Portland Trail Blazers was traded to the Raptors for Norm Powell. Gary Harris of the Nuggets was traded to the Orlando Magic. But don't worry, the Nuggets got another Gary back in that same deal. He's Gary Clark of the Magic headed to Denver. If that wasn't weird enough for you, check this out. Gary Trent Jr. had just played his 41st game in his third season when he was traded from the Trail Blazers to the Raptors. In 1998, his dad, Gary Trent Sr., was also traded from the Blazers to the Raptors, also after playing his 41st game of his third season. No joke. New England Patriots offensive lineman Justin Heron is a hero. Apparently, he helped to rescue a 71-year-old woman who was about to be sexually assaulted. It happened in broad daylight at a park in Arizona. The cops say a 30-year-old suspect pushed the woman to the ground, tried to take off her pants. Justin heard the screaming, so he and another man intervened, thankfully. And I've got a story here about a woman who really needs a new line of work. Change careers to anything else. You see, a 27-year-old woman by the name of Allie Burton works as a personal trainer at a gym in West Sussex in the UK. But there's a problem, you see. She's got a fear of sweat. She says her anxiety disorder is triggered by touching things with, quote, hygiene issues. So a few weeks into her job back in 2019, before COVID, when her boss asked her to pick up some towels off the floor, she wouldn't do it. That caused a lot of issues on the job, as you might imagine. And eventually, she filed a case against the gym for unlawful harassment. And a judge at an employment hearing just last week ruled in her favor. They're still trying to figure out what kind of settlement she's going to get. That's pathetic. What an absolute soft world, man. Excuse me, what planet are we going to next? I think I'll, I'll get off at the next stop, please. This has been Growing the Game with Balsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Balsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Roughriders and U of Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.